Hey, y'all. Hey. Okay, so today we are going to do things a little different, but we have a wonderful guest on the show today. I'm super excited that she has entrusted Confessions of a Woman podcast to share her surrogacy story. And I think it's super important for us to be able to have that real raw talk between two surrogacy sisters. So if you are interested, please continue to listen because we go over some really good topics that I believe all my surrogacy sisters can relate to, such as maintaining BMI uh, before and after surrogacy, failed cycles, how mentally to press the reset button, and then also marriage plus surrogacy. Y'all don't be acting shy now, okay? We're getting real, real up in here, okay? I'm not holding nothing back. Y'all might hear some stuff. I typically say things that people are thinking and they're too afraid to say. So hear this episode by yourself. I don't want no kids to be listening to this episode. So I gave the full disclaimer. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. Are you currently a surrogate or you're in the process of becoming a surrogate? You may be neither and you're still on the fence about it. Regardless of where you're at in your journey, you are in the right place. This podcast is for you. Yes, you heard me right. You girl. I created this podcast to shed light to surrogacy and help educate, inspire, and most importantly, support women. It's my mission to help guide women to have the healthiest journey, both emotionally and physically. I'm sure we can all agree as mamas, we always take care of others, but here I'm going to take care of you. I got you. If this sounds like you, turn up the volume, grab that coffee, that tea, heck, even that wine, and let's get started. I'm your host, Vanessa Clemens, and you're listening to Confessions of a Woman. to episode number nine. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Confessions of a Woman. By the title, you already know that today's episode will be a girl talk. Without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest today. We have on the show today a hustling mama, ladies. She is a business owner, has completed a journey, and just had a transfer for her second journey. In the midst of that, she manages to take care of three children who have tons of activities for sports. This independent tourist loves sushi and Mexican food, and her hobby is working out. Ladies, welcome our guest, Brianna. Hey guys, so Vanessa gave you guys a little scoop. I'm married with three kids. I'm an entrepreneur. I own a barbershop. I sell Herbalife, and my third income comes from a property that we had built on ours. I'm currently on my second journey. I just got better back today, so my numbers doubled. Yay positive can't wait now we're just waiting on the ultrasound date uh, i love how vanessa came up with this amazing podcast to educate and support surrogates i'm so excited to hear the episodes to come this is great for surrogates to listen to that way you have that support in case you don't have it at home. Even if you do, you have that education. Today's episode, it's going to have so much information. I'm super excited. And most of you guys like don't know that this is our freaking second time. We had a really, really great first round. <laughs> but y'all know I am at the beginning stage with this whole podcasting. And for some reason, my mic wasn't on. So a huge thank you to Brianna again for sticking this out with me again and definitely um, 
making sure that we provide you guys with some good girl talk today, okay? So to get in um, to the groove of things, one of the topics that I wanted to ask you was I noticed um, I watch you or I follow you on Instagram and um, we've, you know, been going back and forth and just our journeys, keeping in touch. And I know that you had a struggle with your BMI after your pregnancy. Can you touch bases on that? Yes. So with my first journey, going into my first journey, my BMI was great. Mm. Um, I believe I in my weight was at like 175, I believe. So um, everything went good after I delivered the baby and stuff. I didn't up I did end up having a C-section, so I wasn't able to get back into working out as soon as I'd like. I kind of got lazy with my eating habits, even throughout the pregnancy. You know how that goes. You get those crazy cravings, and once you give in, you don't want to go back to eating healthy. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I ended up gaining um, about 30 pounds throughout that pregnancy. At the time, I I wasn't planning to be a surrogate again. My current IPs that I had at that time had asked me if I would um, consider doing it for them again, but it came down to they ended up changing their mind. But at that time when they changed their mind, I I had already decided, yeah, I'll do it again. So I just stayed with doing it again, but going with new IPs. But before I could do that, I had to get rid of all that weight that I had gained. So um, I did get on to working out again. I started taking Herbalife. I lost about, um, throughout the whole thing, I lost like was 23 pounds, I believe, in between the two journeys to be able to get back on it and be able to get approved. Um, this agency that I did go with, their BMI was much lower than the other one. So that was another reason why I had to lose so much weight. Mm. I mean, it was hard, but um, Herbalife really helped me replace my meals with shakes us moms get busy and sometimes don't have time to make us that extra healthy meal that we want to make. Yes, I can agree to that. I'm currently sipping on my shake, trying to get that down. I just posted um, my meal prep that I did on Sunday. So I'm definitely pressing the reset button and getting my mind into that transfer mode. And it helps me really take the mind off of waiting for legals and the next step. So for me not to be a bugaboo, (laughs) I am trying to make sure that I stay active. I'm going to start going to the gym. But yes, where can um, we find you at? What is your Instagram? So that the ladies, if they are in um, ever in need and they want some guidance on maybe they're over the BMI limit um, for an agency and they want to kind of get a kickstart onto um, making a health more of a priority so that they could be a surrogate. Or if they're pressing the reset and they just had a baby, um, how to go ahead and get those pounds off. Okay, you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's Mama Bree with three underscores. That's M-A-M-A-B-R-E-E. Again, that's with three underscores. You could either click the link in my bio and it'll take you directly to my page if you guys want to look at the products if you're interested. Or if you want to uh, message me first, get more information, I can also give you guys my website from there. That way you guys will get a little more information on how Herbalife works and all that good stuff. We don't want you guys to get like all scared, like, oh, she's going to try to have me join a pyramid scheme or anything like that. I personally am not um, involved in Herbalife, but I use the products only because 
for the amount of money that, you know, we already spend like at GNC and things like that. Like these are good quality natural products. And I'm just a fan of them to really be honest. The tea, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely switch it out for my coffee. Like I can have the tea or I can have coffee, but the tea is better because I, I don't know, I can have it hot. I can have it cold, but I just been liking it so far. That's good to hear. Yes, yes. So um, what kind of advice that you can give women? What's your usual routine like for just losing weight in general and being consistent? Because, girl, you're consistent. Yeah, that's the hardest part is being consistent. But you do want to make sure you are eating healthy, even if you're not doing the protein shakes or whatever it is. Eat your greens, eat your protein. Um Stay low on the carbs. Try not to do too many carbs, bread, flour, sugar, you know, basically anything white you want to stay away from. You want to do rice, you can do brown rice and always substitute your bread with whole wheat bread. Um, Also, try to get to the gym at least five times a week, um, at least 30 minutes if you can. An hour is suggested because, you know, all the breaks and stuff we take in between. Try to at least spend an hour at the gym if you can. Oh, wow. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. But I do, I do do about 40, 45 yeah. if I'm in the gym. For yeah, that's good. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. If you don't have the motivation, try to join, um, you know, boot camp classes. Trainers are really expensive, so I don't usually don't suggest trainers. But, um, you know, you can always find boot camp classes. They're a little more on the affordable side. And you get in there, you get what you got to get done, and you leave. Yes, I definitely do the boot camp because I don't know about y'all. Even like even at the gym, they have like the classes. Why is it that I always get stuck by like an old lady and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a break when she takes a break. <laughs> but this old lady don't they're not taking no breaks. They be so, going. Yes. I'm just like, no, girl, when are, you want some water? Trying to right, make eye contact right. with her, like, you want some water? <laughs> But I just be dying. So, yeah, I definitely love that atmosphere for the boot camp, though. The place that I work out, um, it's called the Camp Transformation. Um, but I love it. I like to be yeah. pushed. I get zoned into and I become like a, just a whole nother person. So definitely. Right. And it takes your mind off of any any stressful things you have going on, keeps you at ease. And then you feel good once you leave. I mean, especially if you could do morning classes, you feel good once you get out and start your day. Absolutely. And do you think working out, um, you also um, have had a uh, failed transfer, ladies, all the surrogates out there that have had failed transfers. Do you believe that, you know, working out has helped you emotionally get through kind of like, you know, the process? Yeah, definitely. Um, It was hard um, in the beginning when my transfer failed. Um, only because like, I felt like, I don't know, is it me? I can't do surrogacy anymore. Um, like I thought maybe I did something wrong post-transfer. Did I not follow the rules correctly? Did I not get enough rest? So it was hard in the beginning. Um, but yeah, being able to work out, you know, does keep your mind off of things. And, um, I didn't really have that support, not only from like the agency. I mean, my family, like, they knew it didn't work out, but no one knows what you're actually like going through right. when you have that fail transfer. You know, it's, it's hard. It's like, do I want to do this again? And then you feel like you let the IPs down because like with my IPs, that <clears throat> was his last embryo. So he did have to um, end up having to get a donor, even though I didn't stick with him. We'll get onto that later. Mm-hmm. But um, 
yeah, I did have to, um, I did end up switching and, you know, you feel bad, like, you just feel bad. You don't yeah. know how the IPs feel about you and all that. How did your agency help you along the process? The agency that you're with currently is not the agency that you went through when you had your felt cycle. Correct. Um, they didn't actually. They, when my transfer failed, they were basically just trying to get me to move on to the next. Like they didn't give me any type of support. Being that they have psychologists and staff and stuff for surrogacy support, I feel like when someone has a failed transfer, you should give that extra support, reach out to that surrogate, um, you know, make sure they're okay because it can mess everybody up differently mentally. They didn't yeah. reach out to me to make sure I was okay. They was basically just trying to move me on to like, okay, do you want to do it again? Um, your IP wants to know if he needs to get another embryo. Like they kind of rushed it. So with that being said, I did kind of back out working with them. Mm-hmm. because I didn't get that support from them. I kind of didn't feel like I wanted to work with them anymore because when they did that, I looked at them completely different. Like now you just feel like you're a business transaction. Yeah. And really that's... they're helping out a whole nother family. Yeah, absolutely. So when, so that was your time to transition um, and Correct. to apply for another agency. Yeah. Now, what I've noticed um, is that the agreement um, that surrogates sign, what, what is your experience with that? Because some women are scared uh, to, to change um, agencies because they feel like they're going to be financially responsible in some way. Well, what I did, um, I actually was a little scared. So they give you your own attorney that you can go and speak with that's on your side and they have nothing to do with the intended parents. So I did reach out to my attorney and I told her everything that was going on. And um, another problem was they didn't tell me that he didn't have any more embryos left. They wanted me to work with him again. So I was like, okay, yeah, I had said yeah at first. And then I found out, well, he doesn't even have any more embryos. So why are you guys trying to push it? Mm-hmm. And they didn't inform me of that. So I did speak with my um, attorney and she told me, no, you're not obligated to stay with them. Your transfer states once you go through a complete cycle. And if your um, cycle fails, you are able to you or the IPs are able to cancel that contract without being held accountable for anything. And she was very honest with me about that. So I thought that was really great. Because they are there to be on your side. If you guys ever feel like you're alone, you don't understand your contract, you have nobody mm-hmm. to go over that contract with you, always reach out to the attorney who you originally signed your contract with. They are on your side. So, Yes, that's great. So ladies, there you have it. If you are in a moment where things are not going as you planned and you have that gut feeling that's just like, no, and you have a way that you're looking at your agency now, go ahead and, you know, take that time to consult with your um, legal consult consultants and they'll be able to help you understand your options. Okay. Never just stay silent. Exactly. Okay. Good stuff. Always reach out to somebody. Um, yes. So congratulations. You are pregnant. Your beta earlier you stated has went up. Yes. What number was it? Um, it was 535, I believe. So it basically doubled. It was 239 last Thursday. So that 
Ladies, if you are unfamiliar with what beta is, um, beta is the blood test. So once you have had your transfer, you usually, I want to say, is it day nine or day, um, yeah, around day nine yeah, or day usually, 10? Yeah, mine was day nine. You know, sometimes I do day 10. It also depends right. if it falls on a weekend or not as well. Touche. Yeah. Yes. So you're, you go and you take um, your initial blood drawn and then from that it lets you know. And then, you know, two to three days later you have your second one, like Bree's situation. She took it um, at the lab on Saturday, but obviously the um, IVF clinic is closed. So Monday, which is today, she received her um, results. So she is good to go and she will be scheduling her ultrasound. Yes. Holy crap, so a exciting. heartbeat ultrasound. <laughs> yes. I mean, like all your hard work, your efforts. I mean, it seems like you have went through a long period of just trying to be, you know, in the position that you are now. And it's such like a relief, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, after that transfer, it was really hard to um, get back into the groove and everything. After that failed transfer, yeah. I should say, but it did end up working out. I got great IP, so I'm I'm glad I did end up switching because I did get matched with some really nice IPs. So for um, your intended parents before for your failed cycle, were they international or were they domestic? They for the failed one, they were international. It was a intended father. Um, I didn't even get to meet with him. That's, that was another thing. They, they, I didn't do a Zoom call. I didn't do a WeChat with him. Nothing. He didn't want to deal with me until um, I was pregnant, <laughs> which wow. my husband got really upset about when I told him that. Like, I don't know. You feel like, yeah. dang, so you don't have nothing to do with me unless I get pregnant, even though I'm still putting right. all this effort through. Right. So, um, and I think like as women, we kind of just be like, well, men are different. Yeah. They don't become dads until, you know, so I can understand why you'd want to move forward, you know, and not let that be, you know, because some women may say, well, if you knew that from jump, why would you even move forward? But like, you know, we kind of try to give people the benefit of the doubt in our American yeah, culture. Exactly. I do. Yeah. Men are different. That's what my husband told me as well, too. He said he probably just, um, you know, didn't really think of it like that. Because men are different. Mm -hmm. They don't really get attached and stuff like us women do. So, Right, right. Um, okay. Yeah. And then so your IPs now, are they international as well? No, they are not. Um, my IPs now are in Whittier. They're, so that's about probably about two hours from where I am, which is I've mm -hmm. loved it because um, I've been she's been to every appointment. She actually checks on me like every day. She's um, really great. She w likes to be involved. She wants to be at every appointment. She likes to see everything that's going on, which I think is good um, for, I think that's a good thing that the IPs can do that because you, since they don't get to be pregnant, at least they get to see the whole process and feel like they really went through it with you. So that way it doesn't, you know, so wow. some IPs that might emotionally bother them, like, yeah, I get my baby in the end, but I didn't even get to go through that pregnancy process. Right. And with her, she, um, she's there for every step. Like literally she's in there for my ultrasounds. She got to be in the room for my transfer. So it's like, she's really involved and she gets to go through every milestone that there is. So I think it's much better that way. I mean, I'm so jelly, but you know, 
my first journey, I had um, international IPs and they were still great. They, they still, yeah. um, they kept in touch when I had doctor's appointments and they were always so excited. She did fly out to two of my appointments. So that was nice of her as well. She brought her mother mm-hmm. and um, they got to meet my kids and they took us out to eat and stuff like that. So, so far I've been getting blessed with really good IPs. Yes, I feel that like with mine, they've been, you know, they've been good, um, but there have been times where I had wondered like, okay, like especially for, let's see, the twins, the most recent pregnancy. um, I feel like every time I keep on wanting the IPs, like how my, my first couple was. And I'm like, they were so amazing communication on point. Um, they like started learning English just for oh, me, wow. like to communicate more with me. And, um, they were just amazing. That's really good. And when they came out, we spent a, a lot of time together, they kind of showed me their cuisines and stuff. And I, you know, sh- they took me to my favorite places. And so we bonded in that way. And, um, they were able to show me like, you know, the baby and um, like my daughter seeing the baby, just the, the great closure. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second time around was like so weird. I don't know. Like it was out of my control at that point because I was talking to the intended mother the entire time. But girl, when it came to having the baby, I never met the mom and the 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 dad when came. Birth? Only the dad. Only the dad. Came. Yes, only the dad came. And I'm like, who are you? You know? And I'm just like, I never really like I never really just kept thinking about it cuz I knew if there's nothing that I could do, it would turn into a problem for me emotionally. So I kind of nipped it in the butt like, all right, you know, the the baby's with the family. There's I can't tell them how to operate yeah. their family. And they had a younger child, too, through another surrogacy. And so I'm like, I can't tell them how to have. If she wants to stay home with her child, mm-hmm. because you know what I'm saying? Like, that's her choice. Um, but I did what, you know, I was supposed to do and to provide them with their baby and help them with that aspect. And it has come to an end. And then the third time, um, it just, the parents didn't come on time because I had gave birth mm-hmm. early, like at 34 weeks with the twins, but they were supposed to have come like oh, that okay. week. They were already, you know, in trans, in transit, but yeah, I've never had any domestic. And I always thought like, if I had domestic IPs, like they would be there yeah. for everything. And like, it'd be so much fun. And the cultural communication would be mm-hmm. there the holidays. Like I remember saying like, happy mother's day. And she's like, we don't celebrate yeah. mother's day for they have their own holidays. <laughs> here in China. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but yeah, how cool. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy for you that you be able to experience both um, aspects on that. So best of luck to you on that. Yeah, it's going good so far. I wanted to mention um, a thought that ran through my mind when you brought up when the mother didn't show up. Um, I I was Mm -hmm. thinking in my head, like, why would she not show up? But, you know, it could be um, maybe she didn't want to be there because she felt some type of way. Maybe when it came time to it, she might have felt like. Yeah, it was too much to see you there just um, giving birth to her baby and then Mm -hmm. she not being able to be there. So maybe that could have been a reason why. And then also you said because of her other baby. 
So yeah, it's like, dang, true. why would you not be there? Yeah. But then at the same time, she might not have been able to be able to handle that feeling. Yeah. That too. I mean, regardless of what um, language we speak, regardless of everything, we all have universal emotions, you know? So that is something that's, that's really, really good to put into perspective. I didn't, never thought about it. Right. My feelings. Exactly. You were probably like, (laughs) right, right. And I'm like, we, we were so good. Like, you know, we would talk all the time, but I mean, I can definitely understand Did that. Did you ever reach well out too. to her and ask her yes. why she didn't come, or you just left it? Yeah, I just kind of left it. I did, I didn't want to know because what happens if you know it would have and it it, yeah, it just sparks something in me to yeah. to be mad, you know? So I just you know kind of cl- made that closure on my own. The dad was so sweet; he was so nice, though. So I'm not even going to complain with that. Ladies in he oh my goodness, he had oh, his little God. Prada little jacket on and I'm like, dude, take off that jacket. Right. You might get something on that. Like, why are you coming? But just anyone with like Chinese IPs, like they're they so really fashionable. Like, really oh are. my gosh. So I'm like, okay, I see why. They, mm-hmm. And they love the outlets. They're like, where are the outlets they here? Do. Where are the outlets? And I'm like, okay. But yeah, he was so nice. He was so sweet. And he definitely showed me so much appreciation and compassion. The flowers were so beautiful that he brought me. And just, you know, the kind words. Google translation, shout out to that. Was able to definitely communicate, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you like talk or introduce surrogacy to your husband? Okay, well, um... When I originally wanted to do it, I had brought it up to him, and he wasn't all for it, of course. Well, because um, he thought I was going to be getting pregnant by another guy carrying another guy's baby, so he had told me no. But, I, um, you know, I was mm-hmm. respecting his wishes because we were married at the time, so I was like, okay, well, whatever. I just let it blow over. I didn't make it a big deal. And then it took him probably like almost a year right. to come back to me and um be like you know I did some he had did some research on it and then also I had showed him um I want to say it was a black girl who had given birth to Chinese babies and I ended up showing him that and he's like wow that's crazy dang it's really it's really not going to be your kid and I'm like yeah so I educated him more because he had also did a little bit of research and wanted to know more about it and then he finally did agree to it so um we ended up going through with it and then um, just throughout the whole thing, he was very supportive with it. And he was really happy to see the IPs, um, you know, be able to take the baby home and everything. And so it was really nice. Yeah, because, you know, um, us as parents, we we take that for granted. I really do believe. And it's not because we mean to. It's just because that's how our life is and how our mind is. We push it back if it's not as present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we, we definitely take advantage of that moment that we felt when we became parents, you know? So, um, I definitely, a big shout out to the husbands that support the surrogates because they, the real MVPs in it all. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, yes. Did your husband help you with your medication? How did that go? He didn't only because he was never home when I had to take it. Um, there was one time Mm -hmm. I think he try to do it but he freaks out with stuff like that blood anything like right so I didn't even like I don't want you over here shaking trying to give me a shot 
Right. Yeah, we so can't have no shaky hands. Nah. For real. So I ended up doing it myself. I mean, uh, needles don't really scare me, but I guess since I was doing it myself, it was a little terrifying. So I always numb myself for like 20 minutes. <laughs> they only yes. did it in five, but I was like, nah, I'm going to do 20 to make sure I'm yeah. to feel nothing. <laughs> Yes. And it's so weird because like when you when you're looking back and because I sit on the side of the bed when I do okay. it and that way it can just get real meaty. You know, oh, I need yeah, all the little meat. Idea. And then I um, it's an easier angle to look back at mm-hmm. and to kind of go in. And so um, I'm just like, yeah, sometimes I'm like needles just there and I'm like, oh, my God, it's in, it's in, it's right. in. Even that could have been like the fifteenth time I shot myself, but I don't know it why I get so nervous. Every time was still like, dang it. Yeah, it's like something about puncturing, you know, yourself, mm-hmm. like causing self, you know, hurt or whatever. But my husband did um, give me the shots the first time around, and then um, we were separated the second time, and so. Um, yeah, I I ended up doing it myself. I was like, "Give me the shots." How was he um, with doing it? <laughs> the first time, he was like, "No," he thought I was crazy. <laughs> he was like, um, "Okay," because what I was twenty one at the time, um, but I wanted to have another kid, and um, he was just like, "No," at this you know point in time. Of course, I would want another child with you, but just where we are at, um, it's it's not an overall good good thing to, to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay. And so I'm like, well, if you don't, you know, like, I don't know why I wanted to be pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. But, um, I had, um, my daughter at 16 and mm-hmm. I was just like, yep. Team mom. And, you know, I always was like, wow, you know, like, I didn't remember my pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I remember the struggle, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, being a student and still going to school. And I graduated early and, you know, I, I went quickly after that into community college and I kind of just, you know, did what I was supposed to do at that time. But I always was like, like you put yourself in this position, Vanessa, like mistake, yeah, mistake, you mistake, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I never embraced it. So surrogacy helped me embrace being a woman and within my ability. I don't want to attach women and being able to carry connected. Yeah. Uh, because being able to carry doesn't make you a woman. There's so many other things that we go through, but, and, and that's not just our, our, where our abilities stop, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I definitely, um, it helped me embrace that kind of ability that I had as a woman to carry and um, help and, you know, helping somebody bring another, you know, or blessing them with their baby and helping them get to the road of parenthood was like so amazing. I was on such a high, literally, didn't they, don't they talk about like the endorphins, like within your mind is like, it's kind of like in particular with like Mm -hmm. sex and, you know, um, what was it? And being you high. like so good about it. For yeah. childbirth. Yeah. And so I really felt like that's probably why I didn't do it like four <laughs> times. Like I don't, <laughs> I am searching that high. Oh my yeah. God. I am a thorough <laughs> crackhead. Like, <laughs> You're like I'm doing it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, holy crap. You know? No. Um, <laughs> I promise you guys I'm together. Um, but 
Yeah, I definitely appreciate surrogacy. That's why um, I get offended personally when somebody asks me, oh, how much you get paid for that? Oh, you're good for that. And then they just represent the money involved in it. They don't have any idea how much emotional boundaries connect at the time um, and so much fulfillment. Like, okay, I know I'm not going to come up with the cure of cancer or I'm not going to freaking save the environment with, you know, my actions. But what I do know is that like I gave back into the this world and I kind of proved people wrong um, when they said, you're not going to amount to anything being a teen mom. I feel like I've amounted to so much and there's so much more that I, you know, plan to aspire to, mm-hmm. to do. And surrogacy helped me with that. So that's why I'm a huge advocate for surrogacy and I demand my respect. Like you're right. gonna give me All that, you know? To go through and to be able to bless a family is such yes. a good thing. Yes. And like with talking to you, that's why I definitely um wanted you to be on, you know, the the show is to I feel like you're, you know, the same with that. And I just need all of us to just come together and reunite because there's so many different whack stories out about surrogacy. Oh, it just gets me so upset yeah, sometimes. Yeah, people don't but, really educate themselves. Yes. But back on the track with, you know, just marriage and surrogacy. Ladies, if you are trying to um, introduce the idea of surrogacy to your husband, Number one, like Bree said, just be educated. Um, you can definitely, I know if, if it's all being new for you and you're trying to figure out within yourself all the pieces, and there are going to be some pieces that you're not going to know because you something you just have to learn within it because everything is so situational and everyone's journey is unique. But you know that you can binge watch all my little episodes and all the episodes to come to educate yourself on the podcast so that you can go to your husband and be like, okay, sweetheart, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is the outcome it's going to be. And here are kind of the steps overall, you know? And um, that way you can be taken serious and kind of having that final step on whether or not you're going to go and move forward with it. What yeah. we don't advise being a married couple is going into surrogacy and your husband said no. <laughs> right. Don't go against his wishes. You're going to start a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. We don't want, uh-uh, that's not what we didn't said. Okay. So don't go to him talking about we didn't said. We don't need no husbands coming to look for us. Okay. Right. Turn into a whole nother thing, especially if it, it goes worse than what you thought it was going to go and legal has to get involved and right, all that stuff. Right. Just make sure you guys are on the same page. Yes, when it comes yes. to be open, be honest, he's going to be your number one support. So you want to make sure that he's on board with you and he understands everything about surrogacy and he's really for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. Now, um, the the legal, nobody talks about the legal stuff um, that married couples have to go through. Um, but the same contract, um, If your significant other, your husband, um, is in the contract and you guys decide to separate because, um, you know, that's what was happening with with my marriage at the time. Um, But he was he knew that he was supposed to sign at 19 weeks and he had no problem going and signing off, which is his um, paternal rights 
I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brianna. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like parental rights. And so um, that is for the intended parents when they come out here to file for um basically like, is it like custody, guardianship. Yeah, guardianship. Not yeah, like, custody, but yeah, mm-hmm. like guardianship. Right. So that they can go ahead and file for the baby's passport and social security and all that good stuff so that they can go back home for the embassy, right? Correct. Or yeah. When you're, when you're married, you gotta He's going to have to be signing with you. So, Yeah. So be very careful as a married woman going into this. If you're on the rocks and, you know, you want to go into this and he says, yeah, and he up and leaves in the middle of the pregnancy, you might want to get a legal separation before you get into surrogacy because that can create and cause a havoc within the IPs. Imagine you wanting you know, you're, you're getting ready for your baby to come to know that you might not be able to have custody or be able to apply for the things necessary to get back home. That's for domestic or, or international. Mm-hmm. So please be very, very careful with how to start, you know. But a lot of people say, you know, I can already hear y'all. Well, if they knew that they're having marriage problems, why would you even go into surrogacy? <laughs> you don't foresee things, okay? So stop right there. You cannot foresee. And two, you cannot be responsible for other people's, you know, actions. Yes. So if they want to dip and leave, okay, well, they dipped and leave. Like, what am I supposed to do? Hold them hostage? Right. But yeah, so just that kind of advice, you guys. Think about that. And then also, (laughs) I hate how people are nosy, but they always, well, not always, but I have gotten this like, so like, how's like, you know, sex, like with your husband, like what does he think? I'm like, y'all, how did y'all have sex when y'all was pregnant? Okay. It's the same vibes. (laughs) You might have to hold off for a little bit, but it still feels the same. It still happens. Right. For me, I definitely, my sex drive is gone all the way. Capiche, finito. It just left. I think it started with the progesterone. When I, oh, wait, not the progesterone, the estradiol mm. to stop my ovulation. Stopped my sex drive because for my poor husband, he just, you know, he's definitely the MVP, right, you know. They got to deal with because, that. Because thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness we, uh, our marriage is built more on, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah love. Basically, you better love one another because you're going to be on hold for a little right. bit. Yes, because that's exactly how I am. How are you, Brie? Are you are you one of those crazy people that are like, oh, yeah, I need sex no, more? Like, I'm actually what? not. And like my husband, that's what he he's always he told me the first time, the second time, like, oh, you don't even be tripping that we don't get to do it. You're probably happy. And I'm, like, I'm like, no, it's not even that. I'm just chilling. Like, I know I can't, so it's like, why even try to tease myself? And then I think after just, like, going for so while, and, you know, it might be the medication. I never thought about that, but I'm not even, like. We need need statistics. But I do notice, you know, once we get off that medication, we're like, okay, we're ready. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I swear, if you touch my nipples (laughs) one more time, I'm going to smack you. Okay. Oh, I thought you liked that. No, I don't like that, okay? I'm nine months pregnant. I don't want to be touched. Yeah. Leave me alone, okay? Before you have me messing up my cervix and For going real. to the hospital, exactly. leave me alone. Goodness gracious, but yes. I mean, like, I don't know what it is. 
I've had one man come up to me and he's like, oh my goodness, like I just love women that are pregnant. And I'm just like, that's what crazy. the hell? People be having some weird fantasies. That's the problem. <laughs> weird. Like, I'm that? like, is, is that not a compliment? Like, I don't take that as a compliment. Right, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Men, please do not go up to us women when we're pregnant and say that you like, like, I'm not a fetish. Okay. <laughs> it really made me feel fetishy. Okay. Yeah. I was okay. like, oh my gosh. Let me get away. One thing I do love is that you have some type of financial literacy. Like we always talk about, you know, um, surrogacy with the money. It's not everything. But I mean, we do get paid a big lump sum within nine months. And what is your Mm -hmm. advice to women considering you own your business, um, you have, you're in real estate and you're going into a new um, adventure for, you know, Wait, what is it? Are, what is it that you're going to go into for this surrogacy? Um, I have a couple ideas. I mean, we've been bouncing That's back the and forth on what we want to do. <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, right now, I'm thinking about doing like mm-hmm. t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do DTG, um, but I kind of think I want to start off with mm-hmm. like heat press or something. But what I want to do is combine it into nice. Our so starting to merch for your business that way, yeah. exactly. And then that way we don't have to, you know, run out another mm-hmm. place. I could also do it from home, but having mm-hmm. that walk in, that traffic is always a good thing. Um, our clients that come in now will be able to see like we do custom shirts. So more so like a print. We've been bouncing like off a with a whole bunch of yeah. So basically, it'll be printing, um, not not it's not going to be like banner printing flyer printing more like um garments maybe cups you oh, know, i'm gonna get into something like that that's what i'm on right now who knows if my girl you got me excited because your kids are in sports so i'm like oh you trying to do the sport banners because you know every if you got exactly. all the freaking teams to do a banner all you said right and see, even if I don't can't do the banner, that's why my my kids are in sports. I could exactly. do you know, the mom tees, oh, so um, right. just a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, because I'm that out. I'm that mom that even though my kid's been on how many different teams, I'm like, damn, I got a shirt. <laughs> yes, I told my husband exactly. he's wearing our old like I want to say like freaking two years ago winter ball. I'm like, she's not on that team anymore. <laughs> right and I get tired of buying new shirts all the time like, yeah okay, I gotta buy another shirt I gotta buy another shirt so I'm like look how many times I'm actually buying shirts and I could just that's be true. doing it myself and then also that's be able true to do it for other that's people. true and it's such a great marketing strategy for your so, current you know business yeah exactly so like you were saying like yeah um I do advise take this money and do something positive with it not materialistically. I mean, you know, you might want to spoil yourself because that, that's a good thing. Get yourself something nice, but don't blow it. Try to invest in either yourself, your kids. Um, if you want to pay off school, that's a great thing. Pay off some debt. Um, open your kids an account. There's just so much you could do with that money. So that's my biggest advice um, is to do something positive with it that's going to help you in the long run. You don't want to blow it and be like, dang, what did I do with that money? Like, That's true. I'm a victim to that. Try to, try to do something. I'm definitely a victim to that. I think my my first time around, I wouldn't say necessarily I blew it, but I definitely um, took a leave from my job. 
And I was just like, oh, my goodness. All that time I could have been getting money, I used Mm -hmm. it off of living. And that time I went back to school um, and then eventually I graduated. And then now I'm currently enrolled um, in my bachelor's program as a junior. And granted, that is, you know, working towards something. Yeah, that is. You still used it to be able to go to school. So that's good. You were able to focus on. And and then I became more of a present mother. You know that I definitely love how Mm -hmm. surrogacy has helped me be such a present mother um, and actually raise my children. I definitely had to take a step and just be like, okay, reassess the situation because I'm working way too much. And, you know, if surrogacy can help somebody um, with parenthood as well as helping me in my journey of parenthood, it's a win-win, you know? So I definitely love that aspect of it. And then um, I ended up, now I have more of a plan of what I would would like to do. But I definitely think as a married couple, you should sit down and be on one accord with how this money is going to go and how, whether it's going to be saved or just build up on your financial literacy because we all need our inheritance. I mean, even the single moms Mm -hmm. out there that are going to surrogacy, it's up to you, girl. You are the end all be all within your household. You have to have multiple streams of income nowadays. We live yes, in freaking California, definitely. okay? California. I'm like, there's no way a regular job is cutting it now unless you've got like this fancy mm-hmm. degree that you put years into and you'll be like, sometimes you won't even have a good pay with having that, you know? Yeah. So definitely figure out what you're passionate about. Figure out what you can do um, to teach people, really narrow down what you want to do because the multiple strands of income needs to happen. And with surrogacy gives you that opportunity. Not going to lie. You've got space and opportunity, you know? Yeah. So find it out before you get it. And nine months goes faster than you think. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah. Holy crap. Everyone's like, Oh, I can't be pregnant. I'm like, girl, I can't blink. without Yes. <laughs> it goes by so fast. So but thank you so much, Brianna, for being on the show and sharing your Sero sister wisdom. If you could leave one um, piece of information or advice to um, our Sero sisters out there, what would it be? Um, I would say make sure you make a really good relationship with your IPs. That's one of the most important things. So if you can get a good relationship with them and don't forget to spoil yourself a little, you are sacrificing a lot through this journey pamper yourself make yourself feel good you know if you need a massage pregnancy massage get your feet done something that's going to keep you happy and like okay I'm glad I did this you don't want to be stressed out during your pregnancy so just spoil yourself a little bit and make a good relationship with your IPs well there you have it ladies I am super excited for more to come if anyone would love to share their um Sero sister experience there please let me know dm me and we can definitely get that started but brianna i think you started this whole girl talk thing that i'm sure everyone's going to appreciate and love so thank you so much for being such a trooper take two you know (laughs) (laughs) no problem i really appreciate you having me on there especially as your first guest i feel a little special yes yes so can't wait to hear this can't wait to hear the future girl talks 
Yes. And thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in to Girl Talk. And that's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Bye. So, guys, how was it? Did you guys enjoy it? Did you like it? If so, please give us a subscribe, a like, heck, a comment to kind of give us more information and see if you really enjoyed this and what topics that you'd like for me to have our Sarah Sisters touch up on. Also, if you'd like to get more information on our Sarah Sister Brianna, refer to our Instagram page at confessions of a underscore woman w-o-m-b-e-n where i'll tag her information as well as her personal and business accounts her husband own a really dope barbershop in the high desert area located in asperia so check it out it's christmas time you know anyone that's in the high desert area get a gift card who don't need a haircut so make sure to check her out Like I say always, Soros sisters, until next time.